Hello everyone, welcome to yet another episode of the FM Times podcast. This episode is interesting because it we are going to talk about some of the aspects that the uh, progressive FM companies can sort of learn from how uh, S&P 500 a list has performed over a period of time and uh, it just came to me that with a lot of changes that we are seeing in the FM industry, there's some sort of a consolidation that's going to happen. And consolidation in terms of the sectors FM companies operate in, what is the niche that they are able to find, so on and so forth. And certainly we are not going to see as many FM companies around in the next 5 to 10 years as much as much as we are seeing right now or as many as we are seeing right now. So the consolidation is on the cards. but. I wanted to sort of dive upon in this episode from the perspective of uh, uh, a sort of an emerging and a progressive FM company, not from the perspective of a uh, FM company that's already leading the charts. We'll we'll have a discussion about them uh, maybe in another uh, episode. But one of the interesting facts, I mean, although I knew it, but I didn't really dive deeper into it, is that the lifespan of a company which was on S and P 500 has drastically reduced, right? It's, it's, it's come down drastically from what it was to almost 15-16 years expected to go lower uh, right now than what it was. And more importantly, in the last 15 years, 52% of the S&P 500 companies have disappeared, right? Like in 1955, the average lifespan of S&P 500 was 61 years and, and, and in 2015, it's come down to 17 years, which is, which is significant uh, and, and a drastic reduction. And now, again, I'm not going to tell the story that's already been told. We know about it. But what I'm going to probably talk about over here, as I said, is what is the learning that FM companies can take, especially the tier two FM companies. And when I say tier two, I am talking about all the uh, FM companies that are young, that are uh, young, I mean, young in terms of heart and then and also in terms of the, 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 the spirit that they bring on board, the fact that they've been around for little less time as compared to some of the incumbents and at the same point in time they are dynamic and they want to take a lead into the market and want to sort of figure at the top of the uh, end of the spectrum versus remaining at the at the middle or bottom end of the spectrum now i think there are four or five things that they could look at doing so that they ensure that 52 percent of the top fm companies that let's say in the next five years do not remain in the top 10 top 15 top 20 once those spaces sort of become uh, open, uh, the space can be taken by an emerging company. There is a company that takes that space. But to take that space, you will have to start to do things now. There is no way you can you can just wake up all of a sudden and say that there is a space empty there and this is a space that's going to be filled by our company. So what are those four or five key things that you could do as a CXO of a emerging FM company uh, and here they are. Number one, establish niche. I think it's very important for you to establish niche and when I say niche in terms of the sectors that you are operating in. Currently we see uh, you know almost all FM companies trying to go across different spectrum. So there are companies which 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 are doing healthcare, there are companies which are doing uh, public office buildings, residential towers, a mix of properties. I think it is going to be fundamentally important that you establish and go deep root into one of the niche. It's going to be difficult but it is going to be the thing to do. I think that's that's going to be fundamentally important because that's where you will be able to a have a different value proposition canvas as compared to some of your competitors and at the same point in time you'll be able to build upon your IP over there. The second that I would highly encourage is go deep on hard services. 
Heart services to me remain the most uh, under sort of developed area of the FM service. There, there is there needs to be a drastic change. We have spoken about it a number of times, and it is important that the emerging FM companies realize that that if you are going deep into hard services, a you would obviously have to do it in a manner that is that has not been done under business as usual scenario. So if you start your hard services segment and expand upon it the same way as an incumbent. FM player did it 10 years back, 20 years back. You're already on a reversible path, like you, you know, irreversible path. You won't be able to sort of reverse that. You're actually going in a backward direction versus going in a forward direction. So, if you're starting in hard services, you've got to a you obviously have to go deep into hard services. Cleaning alone uh, would make it very difficult to survive. Uh, and and obviously the money comes in the hard services, engineering services, value addition. Once you take that step, that step has to be on the bet has to be on technology. You have to figure out what your technology stack is going to be, and that has to start now. I was in a call with general manager of one of the largest FM companies in the Middle East, where I asked, uh, you know, when would you like this to happen? When your technology to come through, your technology stack to come through? He he answered me, Umesh, the right time was yesterday, and that is precisely how. FM companies have to react because they are already late, and with each passing day, you are not actually getting delayed by a day, but there is an amplification that's happening because of the fast movement that everyone else is doing around. The fourth point is going to be make integral uh, sort of internal target of improving the ratio of the number of facilities you manage to the amount of workforce that you have. I would say go ahead and take a bold bet of doubling it. Now. If you're managing ten facilities, have a thousand uh, sort of workforce, your ratio is ten. One is to ten, and you have you have to look at sort of doubling it and saying, can I make it uh, more? Can I have twenty facilities for the same amount of workforce, or actually have thirty facilities, but I only increase my workforce by twenty twenty five percent? Now, this is key. I'm not talking about reduction of workforce because someone who is wanting to grow would not talk about reducing the workforce, but would talk about two other elements, which is a upskilling and at the same point in time, sort of hiring the next gen workforce. So you are increasing in your capacity in terms of the workforce, but at the same point in time, you are actually catering to more facilities. And when you do that, there are greater chances that when that slot on the on the top. 20 25 fm companies open up the some of the companies that today are at the top but are failing to make decisions to remain on top when that spot opens up you will have an opportunity to give a real shot at being there if you do not act now the opportunity to fill that spot is as good as gone